Hello guys, welcome to the third episode of Beyond Pondy. We're back after break of I think uh, two weeks uh, after heavy demand from our three friends. <laughs> What's everyone up to uh, currently? Lots of eating, sleeping, and uh, repeating. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. That's a great way nice, to spend your nice. quarantine, student. But yeah, I'm I'm sort of excited for Rakhi right now. That's coming up next week, and it's going to be super fun. Hmm, same. Ooh. I think your uh, sister will be more excited than you in getting all the uh, <laughs> gifts from you. Uh, honestly, yeah, that's exactly why they're buying those cheap rakis for me. Right? They get the expensive gifts. It's a it's a big brain move. <laughs> This tradition of tying rakhi, oh, I know it's symbolic and everything, but it's really closely tied into religion and whatnot. Do you think that they really add any value to our society? good question i think more than a tangible value of a practical thing it has more of an emotional bond it kind of like it gives a physical manifestation to the emotional bond between a brother and a sister like but do you really need uh, an occasion to express that bond is my question i think like it's good to have an occasion because you sort of like set aside or you recognize it formally and you give it importance in that particular occasion but i guess like what i'm trying to get at is not with rakhi specifically but more broadly with other traditions maybe like dia lighting on diwali like is it what's it really doing i feel uh, that they're keeping aside all the like religious fanatics and all who are uh, really you know uh, holding like everyone responsible for like what are you following why are you following religion it's causing so much of trouble in the world or this and that if you like keep that uh, 1% aside uh, i feel religion is something very uh, essential for society like what, like god when you say i'm hindu so when you say uh, shiva and uh, vishnu or any of these gods i don't follow them because uh, i want to sit in the himalayas and i don't do something with it's just like a you know symbol of power like uh, it gives you a sense of you know an uh, external being like of a greater power or uh, like it just says that there is you know something above when uh, honestly personally imp- like religion helps you impart a lot of you know values and skills which otherwise uh, how do you tell someone to follow certain thing if you don't make it a story okay think of it this way right when you have to use a knife and fork to eat there's no religious belief that tells you what the etiquettes are at table or and table manners right but it's still something that we've taught each other so i don't i don't buy that argument that you know without religion we won't be able to teach these moral and ethical values to our society yeah i feel religion is something, something just to fall back upon like right. you know uh, how do but i it, isn't it given too much importance at least like in indian society yeah i think like way too much importance is being put on religion and and you know business is being formed out of it don't you think like people are capitalizing on the concept of religion religion is basically i i believe that religion is a systematic 
form format that you would follow to have a disciplined life that's what religion is to me and uh, you know these figures such as goran said like shiva and all that it's just you know some it's like a governing uh, body you know to cre- instill fear like you know in the olden times how people used to say that you know if you cut your nails in the dark like something terrible is going to happen to you so i believe that all these figures are like similar to that if you don't oh, follow this raja superstition that cut your nails and all that no not, no no yeah. i meant i meant like there was a there's a logical reasoning to why you shouldn't cut your nails in the dark right because you can't see because you, because you can't yeah. see at that time electricity was pretty scarce so to follow that discipline like i just think that this is just a, a superficial governing body that's there to you know cover like yeah, I, hold, hold your you mentioned that capitalism sort of like adulterated um yeah. religion yeah. right but okay let's let's assume that we're in this ideal scenario right where religion is followed for the truest belief where it's just an internal spiritual belief that hey there's something greater than me out there and all your religious stories and everything around it it's followed purely for the reason of believing in something having faith right don't you think that that can also be a hindrance to society as in like adopting more progressive ideals for example like um let's look at uh, the i forgot the temple that is in india where they didn't allow women to come in on the periods i think shabrimala oh, yeah shabrimala there we go right so that was one instance where it wasn't driven by profit where oh if we get more people more people will donate to our puja box or something hmm. it was driven purely on the basis of faith and it i guess like with respect to our ideals right now of equality between genders and what not it directly opposed that right so i feel like it religion sort of it's a obstacle for us to overcome to achieve true enlightenment oh uh, i mean you can have the basic structure of religion always and you know keep evolving with evolving times but removing religion as such uh i don't know i'm not very See, convinced with that because the thing about religion as amrit mentioned is the fear so our entire judicial system when you go they make you swear on your book of choice there's fear over there you do certain things and you're worried doing something wrong because someone up there is watching over you so a lot of stuff is just working because of the fear of religion because of the, of a greater power and all that stuff suddenly when if you remove religion from the equation entirely it just becomes a free for all a jungle world <laughs> that's an interesting way to put it <laughs> no but then how would you why would you consider a uh, religion an obstacle so the thing is what i feel right as long as you have any structure in society right that is going to be an obstacle to progress because yeah. structures by definition are inertial and it's hard to change them because you you have something to conform to as humans like i think we're really great at conforming to things like oh if he's doing something and she's doing something i want to do it as well but take structure away and if we live in like a purely individualistic society where um moral reasoning and logic are held supreme 
over faith and other other social structures that we've created that's that's how we would um progress to the fastest rate you see what i mean i feel like if you look at religion in like a different way as to like let's say just a group of people who believe in something even if you have like a society where you know you're uh, uh, judged on the basis of your uh, caliber and all uh, you will have groups forming and okay maybe the group is not believing in shiva but it will start believing in their own uh, god or their own i mean doesn't have to be a god like it just have to be a power figure for them yeah so why not what if we lived in this sort of decentralized system right obviously i'm speaking on very idealistic terms right now but a system where authority is not derived from a hierarchical structure we as humans love authority though yeah i as mean loki said humans are made to kneel <laughs> <laughs> but see the fact the thing is the concept of god is that god has no uh you know uh problems i mean like disadvantages as i mean as humans we have a lot of disadvantages we have a lot of uh, problems right but the figure of god clearly has nothing actually That's god a has a lot of disadvantages like uh, so there is you know where kanaya kumar is from the village he is from yeah it's somewhere in uh, i think up or bihar it's, basically it's in the north somewhere uh, i'm not really sure so a village next to his uh, village they welcome uh, on krishna janmashtami they welcome krishna and uh, his wife by you know so guy comes from another village uh, like addressed as krishna and they swear at him they uh, try throwing stones like they don't actually throw stones at him they symbolically like oh i'm hitting him i'm hitting him i'm swearing at krishna and like that's the whole so every year this is being done and you can't imagine you know someone swearing at a god when he's coming to pick his bride up and they say stuff that uh, like like uh, in the books let's say krishna was naughty so they would say uh, they would call him hey, you're a naughty boy you're a naughty boy uh, <laughs> so i mean that's not See, always that, true that god doesn't have uh, bad uh, no this concept thing. that you're saying is brought about by humans it wasn't that god himself said that oh during krishna janmashtami you have to throw stones at me that's what these people created right nowhere that's else is this like it's like a reenactment of a certain phase of his life yeah, yeah. it's not it's not the broadest uh, thing which happens everywhere right hmm. most places you go and you sit and pray and please yeah. do this happens in one particular place So, so I'm just saying, like your definition of God isn't same. Like there are over 500 versions of Ramayan, mm. and all of them have a different story to tell. So you don't have uh, anything called as. I don't actually believe this when you say uh, Hindu, Jain, Muslim, Christian. Uh, mm. What there's so many things on inside Hindu. When you have 500 uh, versions of one of the biggest books uh, or one of the most important books uh, for the Hindu religion. you can't really classify everyone into one and say this is what it is ram was born here this is this, this so See, some books have huh. like some books have ram as a you know a little uh, verse of hmm. character who has some bad quality some books have ram as a, like ram rajya when people say it's an idealistic scenario but some versions of the book have ram rajya is not very idealistic they just have like a normal place people are normal the poor the rich people See, as so as you mentioned 
these are stories created by humans i was watching this recent talk where this guy was talking about science and religion if you destroy all the religious books right in and like right now you destroy all the religious books in 10000 years maybe a different like there's a very bleak chance that a different form of that book might come out but then if you look at science you destroy all the books right now the exact same thing will be found out 10 like 1000 years or 10000 years down the line because those are factual bases right so most of science is based on the language of mathematics right so hmm. there's actually a very um very interesting study that or not study sort of research that was done where you can't actually quantify all maths with a certain axiom a certain set of axioms i forgot the hmm. guy who basically um postulated this theory and proved it but because there's no fundamental axioms that you can reach it is actually possible to create a completely independent set of mathematics and laws that would govern our universe although your physical experience won't change the way that you um, document it the way that you study it that could change drastically yeah i mean currently we think of numbers as what 0 to 9 suddenly the new maths could have only uh, i don't know 8 a year whatever it, it there's nothing rigid anymore whatever they feel like hmm yeah that's very interesting that's very interesting to think about it it just seems so like bizarre right because i guess yeah. all the people who don't believe in religion right and they say oh science is my religion and what not they think of science as some fundamental truth but there's still a little bit of uh th- there's no um there's no pillar of truth ingrained in our physical surrounding that there's still some stuff which is open to interpretation like how these stories are when we think of the ideal setting of god but then we create our stories around him similarly like there's that ideal of logic being supreme and then we have our structure of science around it yeah on a lighter note hmm. so as god as shrujan was saying like when you go to court you take a oath right like upon god you promise to not lie so what do atheists do <laughs> the constitution oh that's smart smart yeah, i would have taken like one of galileo's treatises and said this is my book that's you can't choose like that they won't get hatha favorite book without see first of all chirag you are a criminal on top of that you're getting to choose your book isop <laughs> is my god <laughs> but yeah i think in the middle when you're talking about the ideal of god i had a thought which i'm just trying to quickly recapture basically like mm, how do i put it yeah there we go you said that god is sort of like an ideal a perfect version of humans right yeah but the problem that i have with that like that idea is fine but the purpose of religion is not to strive to become that in fact that's frowned upon you can't be as worthy as god himself rather it's to conform with god's wishes and the fact that that limits your thinking capabilities is what my major problem with religion in society is so like what do you think about that 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 is that is a good point i mean 
yeah conform to the things in old indian culture there was a saying right you don't cross the seven seas otherwise you lose your religion and what not something <laughs> i haven't heard of that actually yeah there was one yeah uh, I, I, if i'm not wrong, i think i've got this right but yeah basically a long time ago people were saying like don't cross the seas or else you lose your religion you'll come back uh, whatever whatever was heretic whatever else they thought that uh, yeah heretic yeah. something yeah and that probably stopped um, a lot of indians from going abroad and studying whatever mm-hmm. conducting business abroad or something like that I ultimately came in the way of some sort of progress maybe could be said possible that's yeah that's actually a really interesting yeah. point <clears throat> maybe that could also be looked in a way where you're saying uh, don't go far from uh, family or something like i'm just trying to find the logical reason behind whatever was said if yeah, there, there is there definitely is some logic behind it because a lot right. of these things you can see there is logic amrit mentioned yeah. the nail cut thing then so, i don't know like about you guys but yeah. one logic or ships weren't safe that may be used there's a great saying in a game that i play um larger ships may venture more but little ships should stay near shore i think i know which game this is <laughs> <laughs> it may or may not be civilization which i spent a large portion of my life dedicated to <laughs> but yeah the, yeah there's definitely like some logic to religious beliefs right which were founded in sort of the cultural context when they were found but yeah the inability for them to evolve with time is their yeah. glaring flaw yeah i mean the the island in the nicobar islands there's one particular island where uncontacted human tribes yeah yeah ha huh. so they're still living as they did hundreds of years ago which is it progress or is it not progress i mean they're happy i assume they're happy where the ones judging from an external point of view saying they're you know old and tell but from there how do you know those guys are not uh, technologically advanced like we we came with the city Gora. i mean they were spears of the helicopter so we can make a, hey i'm saying we became uh, really smart in the cities i'm sure they can become smart there like maybe they're just showing you like oh we are spears but inside it's some oh No, it's not some Wakanda, bro. Yeah, <laughs> Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like, some progress they would have done, no? Like, those guys don't have wheels, bro. No, yeah. we don't know that. They have we wheels. We actually don't know that. The yeah, fact is, yeah. they're tribes. And they, they, they have an understanding of the development that's happening around them. Nothing is happening. But no, see, they, they're they don't have that, that understanding, though, right? Yeah, yeah, their rules say don't, don't allow. They just don't adapt it. You know, see, their rules say don't allow outsiders inside, right? So they mm. don't have a means of comparison to anything outside. For them, their island is their world. It's the best version of their island so far, and they're the they're probably the happiest they could be. So those rules, Chirag said, rules are a you know impediment to progress, right? Something something on that line. Yeah, yeah. for them they have the rules and they're probably very happy with it otherwise if they weren't happy with the rules they may have just broken them but considering they haven't they might be very happy with it so for them they they don't consider that as a problem so yeah. only if you're given only if you're given an external view you get that perspective of it's really a problem i guess like this all boils down to the fundamental question which like me and my roommate we've argued on this so much right what do you define as progress 
What does that even mean? Sorry, what do you what do you define I as progress? Progress, yes. I'm like it may just mean like you're able to do something you weren't able to do yesterday. Like today I can run, yesterday I couldn't. I think that's an interesting way of putting it. Don't tell but, me I haven't thought of it yet. Huh? No, the, so the way I think of progress, right? I think of progress as um, if something is more convenient to me tomorrow than it is today, that's progress. Convenience is my key factor, not ability, yeah. I guess. I mean, convenience, ability, it's yeah. on the same line. Same thing, yeah, same line. Yeah. Being able to do something you aren't asked. My roommate on the flip side, right? For him, it's uh, communal happiness, right? So you could be a saint in the Himalayas just meditating. And if you're the happiest you've ever been, that's the pinnacle of progress. I mean, that's also the ability to do something like you can. Like I, My yeah, purpose here is really. to be happy. Isn't progress? Yeah. Isn't a lot of what we do just for happiness? A lot of it is. And th- this actually like, there's an interesting book on this. Um, I, I forgot who the author is, but it's basically like the theory of evolution according to Buddha. And oh, yeah. in that, in the book, like the primary thesis is that humans don't uh, worry about survival anymore. We've crossed that point way beyond that. And our primary motivating factor for doing anything is sensual gratification. So, hey, tastes good. I'm going to eat it. Feels good. I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's all about pleasing the mind. And body. We haven't surpassed that yet. Well, no, we haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think progress, the concept of progress is, it's unique to an individual. There is a communal definition of progress as well, right? Otherwise, society wouldn't be formed itself. For example, if you had a very different idea of progress from me, then we'd be working individually on our own paths of progress. But here we are sitting as a community, as a family, and working towards a common goal. Thus, we must have a common definition of progress. Yeah, I mean, makes sense. Yeah, and like Gorang, to your point, right, where your ability to be happy inside, I, I don't I don't quite agree with that because ability to do something is more of a material desire and achievement. Whereas the happiness metric, right? It's, is not only unquantifiable, but it's also, um, how do you put it? It's very personal. It's it's an internal thing, not an external thing. You see the difference? I'm not able to word it very well right now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got what you're saying. Uh, you could actually rephrase the statement and uh, saying that uh, like achieving greater satisfaction or something today than yesterday. So recently I was, I was doing this uh, course, it's Introduction to Psychology. So the first concept that, that the person teaches you is humans are materialistic beings. Anything you do is, you know, it's the sole purpose is like you, you search for materialism and you want things to satisfy you. So you, uh, you're not in like, no human is in the position where he can say that, you know, uh, mental satisfaction is all he wants or mental satisfaction is greater than materialistic satisfaction. 
But isn't there like a limit to that though? Because I mean, like I'm just remembering a couple of the things which I learned. And have you heard of Maslow's triangle? Triangle of yes. needs. No. So triangle, yes, pyramid of needs. Yeah, Maslow's pyramid of needs is sort of an HR concept which this guy came up with, where it talks about sort of in what 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 are the priorities? You know how many layers have you studied? Five layers of. That the pyramid has five layers, right? I think so. I don't remember. He increased it. Now it has seven. Oh, really? I don't know what this new explain. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, Go there was a he made a pyramid. It's uh, something used for HR motivation. First, okay. um, so it just says like and uh, like what are the things you want to achieve? It says first you want to achieve like safety needs. Where you want a house, you want light, you want water. Then he says you want. Uh, you know he goes on increasing like okay now you want friends now you want to boost your ego now uh, you want self actualization where you're just like okay uh, i'm attaining uh, enlightenment a great mind yeah. or something you're, yeah <laughs> enlightenment or whatever and now he has added two more where uh, like in one like now he has not added i think he's dead but uh, the people are saying the two more one of which is uh, like after you attain self actualization after you think you've enlightened yourself you uh, enlighten other people and you tell other people and help them reach I the i heard about this yeah yeah and there's one more uh, layer which like i don't even know what these things are but like people go on adding layers so i mean you there's no stop to this like okay after this place the guy stops this is the max you can attain like mm-hmm. okay you attain happiness okay you help others attain it now others have attained uh, you help others like it's a pyramid scheme of happiness <laughs> Let me excuse a very near and dear to Amrit's heart. Stop attacking me, guys. <laughs> but, uh, For reasons we shall not disclose. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's a very interesting concept. Yeah. But like, yeah, in that in that pyramid, your material needs they wither out after a certain point, and then it becomes more emotional and. internal sort spiritual needs are if i may but i but think then, the idea of capitalism is so uh, yeah. like we have embraced the idea of capitalism so much that we always want something like even i'm sure bill gates and warren buffett they want something they can buy countries bro by the amount of money they have but they still want like i want this i want that i feel happy because i can buy that and like you we don't have anything which measures uh, happiness like the guy on the road can be happy and priest uh, sitting in himalayas can be happy you can be happy but we have something measures the amount of cars you have or the amount of houses you have and that really helps you tell other people that oh look i'm happy because i have 30 cars and you may not actually be happy but you may be happy again but like that's a way to communicate uh, your level of happiness to other people right so that's i just feel like it's material uh, like we are materialistic because we feel like it can be one of way to communicate to people or uh, just because the idea is so embraced in us that first needed houses and sticks and stones to kill people and then we just went on building 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 and now we just need stuff we like i want i want i want ha huh. don't chirag as you saying that eventually the materialistic uh, needs like wither out i'm hmm. not i don't agree to that see okay. if you look at self actualization like your you are in that position because like that position basically states that you are happy because of the position you are in right 
don't you think that's materialistic as well the position you have is materialistic materialistic by definition is physical goods right so i mean like uh, goran said right you can still want stuff but by whether out i mean like it doesn't take precedence over something else like i might go out to search what is it called find myself the phrase where oh i'm yeah, going to yeah. go on a yeah. backpacking trip for a month find my soul i'm going to find my soul i'm going to discover who i am right this is sort of like the next phase which I, at least what i have noticed i might i might be wrong on that hmm. but i think like um an interesting way to put a bow on this is like how religion might actually have been trying to prevent us from entering the spitfall right where capitalism and consumerism say want 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 and religion says be satisfied be satisfied be satisfied yes religion does say that you know they tell you to uh, <laughs> one second yeah religion tells you to you know uh, i don't know christianity has those seven pillars right don't be greedy don't be a glutton ten commandments go right. those are seven sins I, i don't know i uh, yeah but you get the point right hmm. it says uh, go help other people and don't be greedy you get the point so basically it does make the religion tells you religion keeps you in check keeps you grounded sort of interesting interesting yeah that is actually a, <laughs> a good way to put it i don't have an argument against that no but then uh, those checks aren't reinforced it's just there who's going to I mean, it's it's written it's there in books are you really going to follow a society right if you if you're in a religious society you will be ostracized if you don't conform i'm i think the uh debate really ends where you say uh, you know religion is someone's belief system and i mean can you guys hear me Yeah we can yes, hear you. We can hear you. Next none of you are moving on my screen. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, I'm just saying uh, like you know when uh, like whenever you question anyone's religion or belief system or whatever superstition they don't really give you a reason why they do it every time they just say like you know it's something i believe in and i mean the conversation ends there like oh you can't question people's beliefs now. So yeah. i feel like society is run on certain beliefs and certain uh, like when you said the christian commandments like it's not a commandment for christians it's a commandment for that particular set of society and then those people move somewhere else and spread their ideology but uh, they were just trying to make rules for society you know they weren't trying to make rules for jesus they wanted order they wanted y- yeah i mean you can order. say that yeah but uh, again you can always say like a law is enough for order so, <laughs> it's a never ending debate you know like why is religion important you don't know i have this small idea don't you think that you know religion could have been a set of ground rules or law rules and regulations for humans to follow which over the course of time turned into faith that is very likely and i think this brings up a really interesting proposition that i have for our listeners which is let us know about any thought experiments you want us to ponder on right so like what amrit said maybe like uh, all our beliefs they were actually 
um, actual laws at certain time. Just like, yeah. let us know if there are any other thought experiments that you find interesting. Post it on our Instagram page, or I don't know how social media works. These guys will tell you better, right? Uh, just let us know. Reach out to us, and we'll see if we can tackle that in our next podcast. Cool. Yep. See you next week. And that's give us your words. Thank you, guys. See you next week, everyone. See you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye. Little ASMR in the end. Bye.